0: chapter two of cock house at fellsgarth by talbot bain reed this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter two lambs singing wakefield's house as fisher minor entered it under his brother's wing hardly seemed to the new boy as disreputable a haunt as his recent modern friend had led him to expect nor did the sixty or seventy fellows who clustered in the common room strike him as exactly the lowest stratum of fellsgarth society york the captain for instance with his serene well-cut face his broad shoulders and impressive voice hardly answered to the description of a lout nor did ranger of the long legs with speed written in every inch of his athletic figure and gentlemen in every line of his face looked the sort of fellow to be mistaken for a cad even fisher major about whom the younger brother had been made to feel decided qualms could hardly have been the hale fellow well met he was with everybody had he been all the new boy's informant had recently described him indeed fisher minor when presently he gathered himself together sufficiently to look round him was surprised to see so few traces of the casual ward in his new house true most of the fellows might be poor which of course was highly reprehensible and some of them might not be connected with the nobility which showed a great lack of proper feeling on their part but as a rule they held up their heads and seemed to think very well of themselves and one another while their dress if it was not in every case as fashionable as that of the temporary owner of fisher minor's half-crown was at least passably well fitting fisher minor for all his doubts about the company he was in could not help half envying these fellows as he saw with what glee and self-satisfaction they entered into their own at wakefield's they were all so glad to be back to see again the picture of cain and abel on the wall to scramble for the corner seat in the ingle bench to hear the well-known creak of the middle landing to catch the imperturbable tick of the dormitory clock to see the top of hawk's pike looming out down the valley clear and sharp in the falling light fisher minor and ashby as they sat dismally and watched all the fun wondered if the time would ever come when they would feel as much at home as all this it was a stretch of imagination beyond their present capacity to their alarm master wally wheatfield presently recognized them from across the room and came over patronizingly to where they sat hullo new kids thinking of your maws and the rocking-horses and nurse jane and all that never mind have a good blub it'll do you good considering how near in strict secrecy both the young gentlemen addressed were to the condition indicated by the genial twin this exhortation was not exactly kind they tried to look as if they did not mind it and fisher minor naturally did his best to appear knowing i don't mind said he with a snigger they're all milksops at home i'd sooner be here i wouldn't put in the sturdy ashby i think it's horrid not to see a face you know there you are what did i say screaming for his mammy gibed wally and if i was retorted master ashby warming up she's a lot better worth it than yours so now master wally naturally fired up at this such language was hardly respectful from a new junior to an old i'll pull your nose new kid if you cheek me and i'll pull yours if you cheek my mother boo boo poor baby who's cheeking your mother i wouldn't cheek her with a pair of tongs something better to do i say are both you kids classics yes they replied i thought you must be moderns you're both so precious green all right there'll be lambs singing directly then you'll have to sit up what's lamb's singing said ashby don't you know replied wally glad to have recovered the whip-hand it's this way every new kid has to sing in his house the first night you'll have to oh faltered ashby i can't i don't know anything can't get out of it you must said the twin charmed to see the torture he was inflicting so must you hair-parting fisher minor was too knowing a hand to be caught napping he had had the tip about lamb singing from his brother last term and was prepared he joined in therefore against ashby what didn't you know that kid you must be green i knew it all along that's all right said wheatfield now i'm going i can't fool away all my evening with you by the way mind you don't get taking up with any modern kids it's not allowed and you'll get it hot if you do my young brother each twin was particularly addicted to casting reflections on his brother's age is a modern don't you have anything to do with him and whatever you do don't lend any of them money or there'll be a most awful row that's why we always call up subscriptions for the house clubs on first night it cleans the fellows out and then they can't lend any to the moderns you'll have to shell out pretty soon as soon as lamb's singing is over ta-ta this last communication put fisher minor in a terrible panic he had evidently committed a gross breach of etiquette in lending that modern boy whose name he did not even know a half-crown and now when the subscriptions were called for he would have to declare himself before all wakefield's a pauper i say said he to ashby dropping the patronizing for the pathetic could you ever lend me half a crown i've i've lost mine i'll pay it you back next week faithfully i've only got five bob," said ashby to last all the term and half a crown of that will go in the clubs to-night but you'll get it back in a week really you will pleaded fisher minor and i'll but here there was a sudden interruption every one from the captain down looked towards the new boys and a shout of lamb singing headed by wally wheatfield left little doubt as to what it all meant pass up the new kids down there called one of the prefects whereupon fisher minor and ashby rather pale and very nervous were hustled up to the top of the room where sat the grandees in a row round the table on which the sacrifice was to take place for the benefit of the curious it may be explained that lamb-singing the name applied to the musical performances of new boys at fellsgarth on first night is supposed to have derived its title from the frequency with which these young gentlemen fell back upon mary had a little lamb as their theme on such occasions isn't one of them your miner asked yorke of Fisher senior yes said the latter rather apologetically the one with the light hair he's not much to look at the fact is i only know him slightly they say at home he's a nice boy does he spend much of his time under tables as a rule asked granger recognizing the lost property which had hung on to his legs at dinner-time if so i'll take the other one for my fag he's bagged already said denton fisher and i put our names down for him an hour ago well that's cool if fisher wanted a fag he might as well have taken his own minor fisher major knew better said the gentleman in question it might raise awkward family questions if i had him wouldn't it be fairer to toss up suggested the captain or i don't mind swapping Wally wheatfield for him if you really ranger laughed no thank you i draw the line at wally i wouldn't deprive you of him for the world i suppose i must have this youngster let's hear him sing first yes lamb's singing now you two one at a time Who's first alphabetical order ashby with an inward groan mounted the rostrum if anything could have been more cruel than the noise which greeted his appearance it was the dead silence which followed it fellows sat round staring him out of countenance with critical faces and rejoicing in his embarrassment what's the title demanded some one i don't know any songs said ashby presently and i can't sing ho ho we've heard that before come forge ahead i only know the words of one that my con somebody i know sings called the vigil i don't know the tune that doesn't matter out with it so ashby pulling himself desperately together plunged recklessly into the following appropriate ditty which failing its proper tune he manfully set at the top of his voice and with all the energy he was capable of to the air of the vicar of bray the stealthy night creeps o'er the lea my darling haste away with me beloved come i see where i stand with arms outstretched upon the strand the night creeps on my love is late o love my love i wait i wait the soft wind sighs mid crag and pine haste o my sweet be mine be mine this spirited song the last two lines of which were aught up as a chorus fairly brought down the house and ashby much to his surprise found himself famous he had no idea he could sing so well or that the fellows would like the words as much as they seemed to do yet they cheered him and encored him and yelled the chorus till the roof almost fell in bravo shouted every one the captain himself included as he descended from the table that's a ripping song that sends up the price of our fag i fancy said denton to his chum your young brother won't beat that next man in shouted wheatfield hustling forward fisher minor now kid lamb it on and show them what you can do title title cried the meeting now if truth must be told fisher minor had come to fellsgarth determined that whatever else he failed in he would make a hit at lamb's singing he had made a careful calculation as to what sort of song would go down with the company and at the same time redeem his reputation from all suspicion of greenness and he flattered himself he had hit upon the exact article oh said he with an attempt at off-hand swagger in response to the demand it's a comic song called oh no it disconcerted him a little to see how seriously everybody settled down to listen and how red his brother's face turned as he took a back seat among the seniors never mind wait till they heard his song that would fetch them he had carefully studied not only the song but the appropriate action as he knew perfectly well there is one invariable attitude for a comic song the head must be tilted a little to one side one eyebrow must be raised and the opposite corner of the mouth turned down one knee should be slightly bent the first finger and thumb of one hand should rest gracefully in the waistcoat pocket and the other hand should be free for gesture all these points fisher minor attended to now as carefully as his nervousness would permit and felt half amused at the thought of how comic the fellows must think him do you he began but at this point ranger unfeelingly interrupted and put the vocalist completely out did you say oh no or how now oh no repeated the singer you mean how now oh no it's oh no thanks sorry to interrupt fire away fisher tried to get himself back into attitude and began again in a thin treble voice do you think i'm just as green as grass oh no do you take me for a silly ass oh no do you think i don't know a from b do you think i can't tell he from she do you think i swallow all i see oh no not me he was bewildered by the unearthly silence of his audience no one stirred a muscle except wheatfield who was apparently wiping away a tear was the song too deep for them or perhaps he did not sing the words distinctly or perhaps they had laughed and he had not noticed at any rate he would try the next verse which was certain to amuse them he looked as droll as he could and by way of heightening the effects stuck his two thumbs into the armholes of his waistcoat and wagged his hands in time with the song do you think i lie abed all day oh no do you guess i skate on ice in may oh no do you think i can't tell what is what do you think i don't know pepper's hot or whereabouts my eyes to dot oh no no rot as he concluded fisher minor summoned up enough resolution to shake his head and lay one finger to his nose in the most approved style of comedy and then awaited the result fellows apparently did not take in that the song was at an end for they neither cheered nor smiled so fisher minor made an elaborate bow to show it was all over the result was the same a gloomy silence prevailed in the midst of which the singer never more perplexed in his life descended from the table and proceeded to look out for the congratulations of his admirers beautiful song said wally still mopping his face i never thought i could be so touched by anything we generally get comic songs on first night this is a comic one said fisher minor go on said wheatfield tell that to d'arcy here he'll believe you eh d'arcy d'arcy looked mysterious it's no laughing matter young wheatfield said he in a loud whisper evidently intended for the eager ears of fisher minor i heard yorke just now ask denton if he thought fisher's minor was all there denton seemed quite cut up and said he hadn't known it before but it must be a great family trouble to the fishers it accounted for fisher major's frequent low spirits you know continued d'arcy confidentially i can't help myself thinking it's a little rough on fisher major for his people to send a minor who's afflicted like this to fellsgarth they might at least have put him on the modern side he'd have been better understood there this speech fisher minor listened to with growing perplexity was d'arcy in jest or earnest he seemed to be in earnest and the serious faces of his listeners looked like it too had the captain really made that remark to denton suppose there was something in it suppose without his knowing he was really a little queer in his head his people might have told him of it and fisher major his brother even he hadn't heard of it oh dear oh dear how was he ever to recover his reputation for sanity whatever induced him to sing that song poor fisher minor devoutly wished himself home again within reach of his mother's soothing voice and his sister's smiles they understood him these fellows didn't they knew he was not an idiot these fellows didn't further reflection was cut short by a loud call to order and cheers as yorke the captain rose to his feet every one liked yorke as captain of the school even the moderns looked up to him and were forced to admit that he was a credit to Fellsgarth. in wakefield's his own house he was naturally an idol prodigious stories were afloat as to his wisdom and his prowess examiners were reported to have rent their clothes in despair at his answers and at football rumour had it that once in one of the outmatches against ridgemore he had run the ball down the field with six of the other side on his back and finished up with a drop at the goal from thirty yards but his popularity in his own house depended less on these exploits than on his general good-nature and incorruptible fairness he scorned to hit an opponent when he was down and yet he would knock down a friend as soon as a foe if the credit of the school required it a few indeed there were whose habit it was to sneer at york for being what they called a saint the captain of fellsgarth would have been the last to claim such a title for himself yet those who knew him best knew that in all he did even in the common concerns of daily school life he relied on the guidance and help of a divine friend and was not ashamed to own his faith the one drawback to his character in the eyes of certain of his fellow prefects and others at wakefield's was that in the standing feud between classics and moderns he would take no part he demanded the allegiance of all parties on behalf of the school and if any man refused it yorke was the sort of person who would make it his business to know the reason why now as he got up and waited for the cheers to cease no one could deny that he wasn't as fine a captain as wakefields could expect to see for many a day and for the first time some of those who even feared him realized with a qualm that this was the last first night on which he would be there to make the usual speech gentlemen he said we are all glad to be back in the old place cheers at any rate i am loud cheers on first night as you know we always combine business with pleasure we have just had the pleasure laughter in the midst of which fisher minor pricked up his ears and wondered if his song wasn't going to be appreciated after all the lambs have bleated and done their level best i'm sure renewed laughter and cries of how now now for the business gentlemen the house clubs demand your support fisher minor turned deadly green as he remembered the modern boy and his half-crown he looked round wildly for ashby but ashby was standing between wally and d'arcy and the proximity was not encouraging for fisher's purpose the idea occurred to him of appealing to his brother but fisher major pen in hand sat at the receipt of custom and he dared not approach we hope there will be no shirking every fellow in the house is expected to back up the clubs if the house clubs are not kept up to the mark the school clubs are sure to go down Cheers we don't ask much the seniors pay five shillings the middle boys three shillings sixpence and the juniors two shillings sixpence fisher minor glanced frantically in the direction of the door and began to edge that way now gentlemen one word more you know last term there was a lot of bad blood between classics and moderns great cheers and three groans for the moderns of course it's open to any idiot who likes to make a fool of himself and quarrel with anybody he likes he's welcome to do it up to a certain point if it gives him pleasure but i want to say this and i'd say it if the whole of the school was here that if these rows once begin to interfere with the honour of the school in sports or anything else as they nearly did last term the fellows who indulge in them will be dropped on pretty heavily no matter what side or what house they belonged to the captain looked so uncommonly like meaning what he said that d'arcy who had already made an appointment to fight lickford a modern boy at the three oaks before breakfast to-morrow quailed under his eye and wondered if he could with dignity scratch the engagement a general movement towards the table at which fisher major sat with his pen an account book followed the captain's speech of all the company present only one failed to enroll himself he was a new boy called fisher minor who evidently worn out by the fatigues of the day and unversed in the etiquette of first night had sought the dame at a somewhat early hour and received her permission to go to bed such at least was that lady's version when fisher major having missed his minor made inquiries respecting his absence best thing he could do to make himself scarce after such a performance said the elder brother to denton who accompanied him yes indeed i envy ranger his fag it's a lucky thing we bagged the other one in time the young donkey couldn't be in better hands said fisher but i say den didn't the captain come down rather heavy with his thunder to-night what does it all mean roused as i expect said denton he's not going to stand what went on last term and i'm jolly glad of it we must back him up if he means i'm not to feel inclined to kick dangle whenever i see him i can't promise him much dangle's a good quarter-mile man and a good long stop if your kicking him prevents his playing for the school you'll have to mind your eye my boy that's what he means oh grunted fisher major i suppose the rows will begin to-morrow when we elect the officers for the school clubs those fellows are sure to want to stick their own men in at any rate you're safe enough for treasurer old man but come i'm dead sleepy to-night time enough for rows to-morrow and the next day End of chapter two